G'day and welcome to Perco's Podcast, a podcast all about strategy, leadership and soul care. We're here to help you obtain your personal, professional and spiritual goals without losing your soul. We hope that today's episode is refreshing and gives you a new perspective. Now here's your host, Jason Perkins. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 25, part two of Perco's Podcast. As always, I hope it is well with your soul today, wherever you are listening from around the world. Today's episode is a continuation of our conversation from last week, and it's for anyone who is connected with or will one day be connected to anyone that was born from 2010 onwards. So if you're a parent, grandparent, teacher, employer, aunt, uncle, or just a human being, today's conversation is so important for you as we talk about Generation Alpha, which, by the way, will be the largest generation in human history with over 2 billion in population by the year 2024. So stick around for part two of today's conversation. We cover everything you need to know about the types of jobs this generation will have, how to lead them well in the workplace, and so much more. This past week, I got to catch up with one of our podcast listeners in China, who's an educator, and they've really enjoyed part one of this conversation and its focus on educating Generation Alpha. Be sure to check out part one of the conversation if you have not already, and let us know how these conversations are helping you in your context. We love hearing from those that listen to the podcast, and the best way to do that is to reach out to us via social media, either on Instagram or Facebook, where our handles are at Jason Perko Perkins on both platforms. Well, my guests today are two friends returning to the podcast to discuss their brand new book that they have co-authored together. In fact, we're going to be giving away a copy of their new book, Generation Alpha, to two lucky podcast listeners. So stick around to the end of the podcast and I will tell you how you can enter to win a copy for yourself. Mark McCrindle is joining us today from episode five, and Ashley Fell is joining us from episode 12 of the podcast. They are back today to discuss their new book, Generation Alpha. But before we dive into part two of this conversation, I just want to remind you of who Mark and Ashley are. Mark McCrindle is a social researcher, TEDx speaker, best-selling author, influential thought leader, and principal of the research-based advisory firm McCrindle. His passions lie in tracking emerging issues, researching social trends, and analyzing customer segments. Mark is an advisor to executive boards and committees across Australia. As a sought-after demographer, futurist, and social commentator, Mark is regularly engaged to advise executive boards and present workshops, strategy sessions, and keynotes across Australia. He's got a Bachelor of Psychology and a Master's as well. Two-time TEDx speaker, delivered over 100 keynotes last year, and is regularly interviewed on prominent television programs, as well as on radio, in print, and online media. For those of you in North America, I like to think of the McCrindle Group as the Australian version of the George Barner or the Barner Group from the U.S., now, let me introduce you to Ashley Fell. Ashley is a social researcher, author, TEDx speaker as well, and she's the Director of Communications at McCrindle. From her experience in managing media relations, social media platforms, and content creation, Ashley advises on how to achieve cut-through in message-saturated times. 
She is an expert in how to communicate across generational barriers and is regularly interviewed on prominent television programs such as SBS News, 7 News, Sky News, and The Today Show, as well as on radio, print, and in online media. In addition to delivering keynote presentations at conferences, Ashley facilitates panels and delivers workshops across a variety of industries. With academic qualifications in communications and experience in leading the communications strategy at McCrindle, Ashley brings robust research-based and experienced content to her presentations and consulting. I'm super excited for the rest of this conversation with Mark and Ashley because I think all of us, no matter what our roles are, have a responsibility to help Generation Alpha reach their goals without losing their souls. And I believe this conversation will help us all do just that. There are different obstacles that Generation Alpha is facing today that we did not have to face at their age. And the best way for us to support the next generation is to seek to understand what they are facing and to take a genuine interest in what's important to them. I hope you enjoy this conversation with my good friends, Mark McCrindle and Ashley Fell. So we're talking a lot about the workplace now and what these skills are going to help this generation be able to do in the workplace. There was a quote that literally jumped off the page at me um, from the chapter on the future of work. And and it said this, I was shocked by this. You said 65% of children entering primary school today or elementary school for those listening from the Northern Hemisphere, entering school today will end up working job types that don't yet exist. I then read this weekend in the Australian newspaper, uh, the weekend newspaper, Um, In the magazine, there was a quote about the future of work, and the the writer said this, I wonder what new businesses, new careers, new pathways to a better quality of life lie ahead for the next generation of workers armed with little more than their youthful energy, their curiosity, and a willingness to learn and master whatever is required. So we're talking about brand new roles, brand new jobs, roles and, and, and employment that doesn't even exist today. So walk us through the shift that is, is exciting, but to be honest with you, it's also terrifying to think about the fact that 65% of these people will be working jobs that don't we don't even know about. What are the types of jobs that we can expect to be coming in the future? And how can a business leader begin to prepare for this shift even today as they think about the future? Yeah, amazing statistic. And that's from the World Economic Forum, who uh, ran a whole paper on that. And so that that really is, you know, evidenced. I mean, we can look at that today, you know, when you were growing up as a as a primary age youngster in the hills, Perko, I'm sure you didn't think one day you'd be a podcast host and <laughs> producer, a new job title that has emerged. Now in those very same Hills District of Sydney, we've got driverless trains operating with the Sydney Metro. You've got robotics technicians employed there. You've got uh, automated warehouses where, where people are using those technology skills in these in these new um, peopleless uh, places. We've got cybersecurity professionals and AI technicians and uh, uh, coding and and uh, robotics classes in schools. I mean, it's, it's just a whole new world. And, and so in the future, that trend will continue where there'll be jobs of 2030 that we don't yet uh, see, you know, whole jobs emerging around blockchain and around 
um, uh, some of these uh, quantum computing. And so, so that trend will continue. So what do we do about it? Well, I think what we need to be is lifelong learners. We need to be able to and be prepared to upskill and retrain as we go, not just get more degrees, but the, the micro credentials. We've got to future proof ourselves by being aware of the context and the changes. We've got to particularly invest in those transferable skills we were just discussing, uh, you know, because anything that can be automated will be anything that we can outsource to a computer will be doing that. Uh, but what computers can't do is the creative thinking, the people side of it, the, the innovation, the adaption, the understanding complexity and making decisions in that. All of those are, are human skills. So if we can focus on the human, continue our upskilling, you know, be, be ever long, lifelong learners and, and be prepared to adapt, you know, that's going to be key. And even the type of employment young people will work in in the future will change. The majority of them will work not just for employers, but for themselves yeah. at points in their career. They'll be self-employed, small business operators, perhaps gig economy workers. Mm. That's, that's changing the type of employment. It's changing the type of work. And of course, where we work is changing in this work from home environment. And, uh, and now we've decoupled work from location so we can work from home or the cafe or the co-working space. It means that people here can hold down jobs that might be overseas and vice versa. It's that sort of world. It's that extent of change. And we have done research on this and, and our uh, metrics on it is that a school leaver today will have 18 separate jobs across six separate careers. That's a lot of change. Yes. So what that means is adaption, resilience, the ability to respond to the changes and think creatively to remain ever relevant in this time of massive change. So we're talking about this, this idea of work and it's changing rapidly and it's going to look vastly different in the future. Talk to us, Ashley, about leading Generation Alpha in the workplace. In fact, you have an entire section of the book that, that dives into this. And I found it interesting that you You've kind of leaned into some of the content that you shared in your book, Work Wellbeing. And I loved the three E's that you guys have developed for leaders to focus on. If you're a leader that's leading this generation and listening to this conversation, I would love for you just to unpack this idea of equipping, encouraging, and entrusting Generation Alpha and why those three E's are going to be so important to leaders in the workplace. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yes, we have leaned on some of the content from Work Wellbeing here and the three E's, which we love and we believe are pretty timeless in terms of, and I think kind of cross-disciplinary, that we can talk about them in the role of a leader in a workplace leading adults. We can talk about the role of these even with leading children. And I think it's relevant for parents. It's relevant for anybody who is engaging with this generation. So the first part is, yeah, that encouragement and I, I reflect on my own life and my own experience as a child and as um, as a teenager, and it was the belief in me from other people, especially I think as, as a teacher, I remember some great teachers when they would speak words of encouragement or words of life, and I think for Christians, so many of us have received that and we know the importance of words in building up and speaking life into people. So when we can do that for Generation Alpha, that's fantastic, um, particularly as they're learning and developing their own skills and what they like and their interests. But, of course, we don't just want to bolster them um, so much that, that they think they're um, so amazing that nothing's ever going to go wrong in their life. We want to give them, you know, those equip them with those skills. Um, Mark talked about transferable skills and for a, a lifelong career, um, that idea that we want to equip them with, with 
technology skills, but also um, interpersonal skills and relationship skills and the ability to have empathy. So all those things that bring a well-rounded child into the, into the adult world and that holistic approach to life. Um, but then we also want to entrust them. And I think this is key for giving Generation Alpha opportunities, um, even in the home. And we're already seeing that. We, we ask a lot of parents, you know, how influential are your kids in the household purchasing decisions or what you watch? And a lot of parents said, well, they're very influential. Um, this generation is speaking up. They're not just a generation to sort of sit and be dictated to. They're more creative. Um, they're co-creating on these platforms. And I think that's going to be um, setting them up for a great life of, of creativity and things like that, solving um, new problems that we're going to encounter or problems that already exist today. So the more we can do that and give them opportunities. And I think when we do that as human beings, when we're challenged in a safe environment, particularly when we're talking about kids, um, when we give them opportunities to contribute and also teach them about failure, and teach them about how to respond to failure. I know for my, um, I've been playing Monopoly Deal with my nephew Noah, and I love watching him work out this whole losing thing. Um, and he's, it looks like he's about to chuck a tantrum, but then he doesn't, and he's we're able to play again. And I say, well, we can play another game. And so you can see the clock sort of ticking in his head and opportunities for him to engage with that idea. And I think that's really key for all of us, even in workplaces, and how much greater if we can start with this young generation to equip them with the ability to fail and to not fear failure so that they can bring new ideas and they're not too scared of that because um, that leads to resilience, that leads to innovation, that's going to be really important for them um, as they grow up. Yeah. I love, Ashley, you talked about entrusting this generation with decision-making. You specifically talked about what are we going to watch, what are we going to purchase, even purchasing decisions. So. I've noticed, even in my own lifetime, significant shifts in how we do shopping. So as a kid, my mom would give me some money, send me to the store on my bike to pick up milk and you know whatever else it is that, that was needed. And nowadays, like we have buttons that we press in the house that let Amazon know we need more dishwashing liquid. And it just shows up you know, from Amazon Prime a couple of days later or whatever. So talk to us about what are the shifts going to be in the future when it comes to, to shopping? You talk about in the book an idea of the invisible store. I would love to know, what are, you guys, what are you guys predicting when it comes to shopping for Generation Alpha in the future? I feel like we're living in the Jetsons right now, but you're thinking we're going to be living in the Jetsons even more so in the future. So talk to us about shopping and what, what's that going to look like for this generation? Yeah, it's certainly going to be a whole new world. And we're already experiencing that invisible store. And even for um, 2020, when many of us maybe liked going and picking out our fruit when we couldn't do that, or we wanted to stay home, we kind of got the online shopping and now the world's adjusted to that. What maybe many of us had resistance to, that's now shifted. And I think about this generation and what the next decade or, or two decades is going to entail. And I think for many of us, it is going to be that increased personalization. Um, increased use of technology to meet our needs before we even know that they're needs. It's almost like you were mentioning, Perko, in terms of, um, you know, devices and, and things like that in the home, built into our homes, recognising when we're out of things, when we need to reorder something, um, that predictive analytics that we're already starting to see in our Netflix playlist and our Spotify playlists becoming integrated seamlessly into the shopping experience for this generation, which we think it's going to be fantastic. It sounds, like you said, very futuristic, very Jetsons, um, but we know that technology is at its best when it serves us 
and we don't serve it, um, but also when it creates more time for us, it creates greater simplicity. And that's what a lot of parents even said with gener- Generation Alpha today. They're like, even in the library, you know, we had to go and look through encyclopedias just to find things, whereas this generation can Google things and do things online, and that's creating more time for family time or more time for other creative hobbies or pursuits. So I think that's really going to be translated to um, the future of shopping as well, which is, um, again, hard to think about in some ways, hard to conceptualise, but um, it'll be really exciting, I think, future for this generation as well in terms of how they'll shop. Well, I'm looking forward to it, Ashley, primarily because I have two teenage young adult sons who consume, I'm not kidding, about five to seven three liter bottles of milk a week. So if the predictive analytics can just go ahead and deliver a cow to my front door every day for us, that would be, that would be super helpful rather than having to remember to get yet another three little three liter bottle of milk from Coles or wherever it is we get it from. So I'm super excited about the future of shopping. That's actually one of the things that I'm, I'm really looking forward to is the invisible store and the idea of learning the patterns of, that we have needs of and being able to fulfill those needs as we have them. So, hey, you guys have done over the years, in my opinion, I think the best job of research when it comes to faith in Australia. And as you know, so many of the people that listen to the podcast are faith-based leaders, whether it's in a, a for-profit or a church setting or a not-for-profit. Um, we've noticed now for several years, a steady decline in an interest in, of things of faith and, and at least church engagement. I wouldn't say that we necessarily have seen a decline in interest of faith, because I think people are still interested in faith, even if they're not interested in church engagement. Could you talk to the faith leaders that are listening, especially those that are leading children and maybe youth ministry, like children's ministers, youth ministers, how are they? how would you advise them on how to reach this new generation, Generation Alpha, and connect things of faith and spirituality to this generation? What would be your advice to them? Well, my perspective on that is, firstly, let's let's understand the reality of what's happening here. And yes, it's true that there's less connection with institutional Christianity. I mean, there's less connection with institutions generally. These youngsters are not joining political political parties, but actually they're more politically engaged than ever. And they're not joining service organisations like a Rotary Club or, a, or an Apex Club, but they're into service and volunteering. In fact, the rate of Australian young adults volunteering is higher than the older adult population. It's just they're not doing it week by week in an institutional uh, volunteer sense, but but more uh, an ad hoc sense. And, and I think it's true when it comes to seeking spiritual meaning as well. And so you know, if, if we're not hung up on the institution of church, if we're not hung up around religion, but we do want to engage with young people as they discuss the issues and search the issues of spirituality, this is the generation because they're asking those questions. They're looking for meaning. They are the most materially endowed generation in history. Mm. They've been given more technology than ever before. They're more formally educated than any generation that has gone before them. And yet what do we see? mental health issues higher than ever, um, uncertainty, anxiety, self-harm, uh, real um, challenges around their well-being. And so it tells me that all of the education and the material endowment and the technology is not bringing about a solution. 
all of the scientific discoveries and the intelligence we have, the research is not transforming them. And of course, we would know it's the issues of faith and, and true meaning that, uh, that is going to give them some direction. So I would say to, to those that are leaders in a, in a church or, or youth pastor sense, engage with this generation. They're probably not going to rock up to church on a Sunday morning and Friday night youth is not at the top of their go-to list, but we can connect with them. And if we do and have that collaborative engagement, you know, we will find a generation that is searching and looking for real meaning and for truth and for, for reality. We surveyed Generation Z and we asked them, what are the biggest fears of your life? These are those in their late teens, early 20s. And, and, and the first two were issues around not being able to own my own home one day, not being able to earn enough, you know, understandably as they move into employment. But the other three really interest me. The other three of the top five fears, not finding fulfillment in life, mm. not making a difference with my life and not reaching my full potential. Wow. And so here we've got a generation looking for purpose, fulfillment, meaning, making a difference. And, and that's finding the reason they were created. And that's finding the, the, the purpose that God has for them. So what an opportunity to have these deep conversations with a generation that have looked for meaning, hasn't found it, and, 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 uh, and want to engage in the things of, of faith and, and, and spiritual meaning. Yeah, I love that, Mark. You have hit something that resonates with me as a church leader and, and somebody that helps to serve the church at large in Australia and New Zealand, because what you're talking about is the message hasn't changed, doesn't honestly need to change, but the method of how we engage with them needs to change so that we're actually connecting with them. And I actually am convinced that technology can play a huge part in making that happen. And I'm thankful that I get to be a part of and serve with a network of churches in Australia and New Zealand that want to do things differently when it comes to the method, but not necessarily, you know, change the message. And I'm glad that this, the hearts of this generation, it sounds like are wide open to this message of meaning and purpose and fulfillment. We just need to figure out the methods of how to connect that to them. I love that. So talk to me about this. You, you said in your book, and, you know, I've heard this, I've probably been guilty of saying this. So I'll just go ahead and say, I maybe have said this in the past. Almost every generation thinks that the best days are behind us. We talk about the good old days all the time. It seems that the challenges that are facing humanity today, that many parents and leaders of Generation Alpha are very concerned with the world that is shaping this generation. Would you guys give us some hope? What are the things that we should be focused on for the future that are hopeful about this generation and the world that they're going into? Yeah, I think there's so many great things that we try to instill in the book. And we did find that as well in parents that we spoke to, that there is a little bit of, oh, I wish I wouldn't want to be a kid growing up today. Um, but when we spoke to Gen Alpha and even Gen Z, they said, this is a great time to be alive. And I think um, we want to you know, not skate over the challenges that this generation are going to face. Um, in the book, we talk about those, but we also talk about the future and that we believe the future is bright, that they will have access to more information or have more access and better um, healthcare and technology um, to enable them to lead different lives to how we did in the past. Even the time it's taken for, you know, the, co the COVID um, vaccine compared to what it would have taken all those years ago. And I think about, even technology, of course, there's some challenges, but 
how much it enabled us last year to connect, to actually do our work, to do church online. My seven-year-old um, nephew Noah was the one to contact me and say, Aunty Ashley, can we FaceTime so I can tell you about what's been happening at school? And I thought I was rebuked almost. I was like, my seven-year-old nephew's the one reaching out to me on to connect on technology. And I think there's some really great, um, great things that we'll see in the future. Um, for this generation and I know Mark um, you know you really believe this as well and we were talking about this and you had some great thoughts as well from this particular perspective that we have around the hope we have for them. Yeah definitely you know it's uh, it's an era where we do listen to the voice more of young people where they are more empowered where they are part of the conversation where leadership isn't just top down and autocratic but it's participative and and we value that diversity in our leadership and in our teams and so what an opportunity for this generation to share their perspectives and and, and their, their their digital skills and their understanding of the 21st century their connection with peers better than than we have but at the same time you know the leaders of today can share their experience and 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 uh, structured thinking and 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 perhaps the 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 knowledge that they have gained over over going around the block a few more times. And I think together, you know, we, we're seeing more of this intergenerational connection, less of this, less of this generational warfare. And I, I think it's a great time in that perspective and, you know, a great opportunity for young people to really, you know, be involved in this and, and, and to be mentored, to be given these leadership opportunities to help shape their society. So that's, that's part of the purpose of the book, to give voice to the young people and, uh, and share a little bit about what's shaping them. Yeah. I love that. So one of the big themes, and we'll wrap up with this question of one of the big themes of the of the podcast is this idea of soul care. So yes, we want leaders to reach their goals, but we want them to do it without losing their soul. And there's not a week that goes by that I don't hear of a leader somewhere in the world that has literally gained the whole world. We just heard of one this week. I'm not going to mention their name, but they gained their whole world but they lost their family in the midst of all of that. And so help us understand when we talk about soul care here on the podcast, we talk about it in these terms and we define it this way, that it's, it's caring for or tending for the garden of your inner life and, and kind of that emotional, mental health and that well-being side of things. How can we best care for the souls of genera- Generation Alpha, in your opinion? What's the thing as leaders we can do to care for their souls? I think for me, um, and part of the reason why we wrote the book was to help parents and leaders and educators feel seen um, and to describe the world and go, you know, yep, yeah, it's, it's changing. Let's look at the ways it's changing now. That's going to impact the future for this generation. Um, there's some challenges there. But I think what I kept coming back to when we wrote the book was the fact that there are timeless human needs that exist in all of us, even though the context is changing. And those intrinsic human needs like feeling like you belong and are accepted and that you've got intrinsic worth. Mm. Um, And I think for for us as Christians um, or for anyone who has faith and spirituality, that's kind of embedded in the message that we receive from the people that we love in that community, but for many other people they're looking for that in different spaces. And I think what we wanted to communicate is a lot of those elements come from being in community, come from, like we talked about, time away from screens, um, exploring human connection and wrestling with those bigger questions. Um, and for us, it's all about 
I guess, knowing that these kids are worthy of love and belonging because they're precious, because they're made in the image of God. And that's really, I guess, what we believe. And we try to sort of let that underpin all of the book, but really to, yeah, make sure that we keep all of that in mind as we do care for and lead and parent this next generation through changing times, remembering that they're humans first, they're made in the image of God first. Yes, everything else is changing around them, but that actually doesn't change. And that's, I think, um, really key for us to focus when we think about caring for the souls of these precious little generation alphas who are growing up in very different times to maybe the times that we grew up in. I love that. Mark, if, if somebody's listening to this and, and you were like, hey, I, here's what I would want to say about that soul care piece with the Generation Alpha, or even just your heart behind the book, what, what would you say to the listener in that regard? Well, even to discuss the issue of soul is important. You know, this generation are being well-equipped to, to grow up physically healthy in terms of the food they eat and, and, and the exercise that we discuss. You know, mental health is, is strongly on the radar as it should be. Academic growth, because they're in schooling, that's important. We're discussing relational development, essential but not many people are talking about the spiritual side of their existence. And yet, of course, they have a soul. And that is so important. And, and you know, we, we have so many opportunities for this generation. But how sad to have unlimited opportunities, but no purpose, no mm. direction, and no real sense of, of meaning. And so we have to have those conversations with Generation Alpha and about Generation Alpha. And, you know, one thing I think we haven't served them well in is that we have, in a sense, empowered them. We've, we've encouraged them. We, we've perhaps maybe made them the centre of the world of the family, maybe the centre of the world of society. <laughs> but when we see that egocentricity writ large in someone out there, you know, in a leader, in a celebrity, it looks pretty ugly. We don't like it. Mm. And we're in danger of creating that en masse across our society. What we need to equip this generation with is a knowledge of the other uh, and around service uh, to have those globalize on, on not just their circumstances, but, but that of others. Because as we serve, as we reach out, as we consider others, not just ourselves, I think we start to find greater purpose and meaning, start to make greater contributions and recognize it's not just about my pathway, but considering others. And most importantly in that priority, considering God's purpose for my life, uh, yeah. not just mine. And, and as we get the young people to think about the broader perspective, where they sit, the opportunities that they can have as they live out their purpose, uh, their designed purpose, you know, I think that's that's where some big impacts of this next generation will be. And I do believe uh, they'll shape the future. They'll have some mighty impacts in years to come. Yeah, I love that. Well, you guys have been both so incredibly generous with your time on the podcast today. And I just want to say Personally, I'm so grateful for your time. Thanks for investing in the leaders uh, that are listening to the podcast around the world. Thank you, guys. And, and I would love to know if somebody wanted to learn more about the book, get access to it, or even about McCrindle, um, your research firm, 
Tell us how to connect with you. Where do we get the copy? Where would you prefer that people get the copy of the book from? <laughs> well, the title's called Generation Alpha, and that's the website as well, generationalpha.com, uh, okay. where there's lots of free resources as well about this generation. You can order the book through there um, or in any bookstores or online, as you said. But, you know, to, to pick up some more um, content around Generation Alpha, just go to generationalpha.com. Yeah, very cool. And then McCrindle Research in, gen in general, Ashley, and how to connect with you guys even online, you and Mark. I like to follow both of you on social media. How do we find you guys? Yeah, we're on the socials um, and our website, mccrindle.com.au, is, I guess, a fountain, we like to call it, of just our research. We try and make everything that we can publicly available to people. So, yeah, I recommend people head there, um, follow us on the socials and also our blog. We try and... Um, set our research free and write about the implications of it on there as well. So if people are interested in anything we've said today or want to investigate further, I'd encourage them, mccrindle.com.au and on socials. Go grab your very own copy of Generation Alpha, Understanding Our Children and Helping Them Thrive. It's a fantastic read, not only filled with great content and research, but easy to consume as well. It's written in such a readable format. So highly recommend it to people that are listening to the podcast. Thank you both for joining me for this conversation. Thanks, Perko. Thank you. Made it a lot. Well, that conversation was packed with so much helpful content for those that are leaders and especially those of us that are leading emerging generations like Gen Z and Gen Alpha. I found this conversation to not only be helpful, but also hopeful. These generations have so much going for them and their desire for purpose and meaning is inspiring to me. I have a sense that they will desire to not only reach their great goals, but also care for their souls and the souls of everyone around them along the way, which is inspiring to me. Now, I wanna give you a chance to win a copy of Mark and Ashley's new book, Generation Alpha. So here's what you need to do, it's super simple. Jump online to Instagram or Facebook and simply direct message me two things. Firstly, let me know what you loved most about the conversation with Mark and Ashley. Secondly, let me know what role you play in leading Generation Alpha. Maybe you're a teacher or a parent, perhaps you work at a church or in a business. Whatever your role is, I would love to know how you are leading Gen Alpha. So the entry is super simple and it's private. Simply send me a message with those two things and you'll be entered to win a copy of their new book, Generation Alpha. Before I go, I wanna make sure you don't miss any conversations like this one. So if you have not already, I wanna encourage you to go over to my website, jasonperkoperkins.com and sign up for the weekly email. And I promise you, we won't inundate you with emails every day. We just simply want to give you information that is helpful in reaching your goals and at the same time, caring for your soul. You can simply hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on if you want to make sure that you don't miss any of our episodes in the future as well. As always, I love hearing from people that are finding these conversations helpful in feeding their souls. That's what this podcast is all about. We want to help people reach their goals without losing their souls. And we love hearing from people who listen to the podcast. So be sure to connect with us online through our website or social media platforms this week. Our handles on social media are Jason Perko Perkins, or you could just shoot me an email. My email address is hello at jasonperkoperkins.com.
www.thinkandgrowthpodcast.com. Also, if you're finding these conversations helpful, I bet you know somebody that would find them helpful as well. And we would love it if you would share these conversations with other people. One of the best ways to do that is to leave us a rating and a review on your preferred podcast platform. All of those things help to get these great conversations to as many leaders as possible. Our dream here at the podcast is super simple. We want to see an entire generation of leaders reach their goals and hear them say at the same time, it is well with my soul. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I look forward to connecting with you online this week because let's face it, that's where we all hang out. And I can't wait to share with you another great conversation next week. Until then, cheers. You've been listening to Perco's podcast. Join us next time for more insights on strategy, leadership, and soul care to help you reach your personal, professional, and spiritual goals while at the same time not losing your soul. In the meantime, make sure to connect with us on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.